All right. Thank you, Abigail. Yeah, please uh, have a seat. It's great to see you all here again this morning, um, and uh, great to see you here. Uh, my name is Dave. If you've uh, never been here, if you're new, if you've never heard me preach, I want to introduce myself. Again, my name is Dave. I'm the lead pastor here, and I want to let you know I have a stutter. So uh, just so you know what that is, so you're not kind of confused or thinking what is going on with the microphone or, you know, what is it? I'm not still trying to get over our loss to Wisconsin from last week. Sorry to bring that up. That's the last time I'll say it. But um, anyway, just want to let you know what that is so you're not confused or trying to figure it out um, as we go. And um, again, just really, really glad you're here. Um, happy Easter. And um, and kids, I want to say hi to you especially. Uh, kids, hi. Good morning. Can you say hi? All right. Um, I want to say, kids, we're really glad you're in here with us this morning. And um, it, this is a fun, special time. Um, so you know, if you do come back or um, what we normally have, we normally have a children's ministry in the back. And they learn from the same thing that we talk about in here. And so they go through the same scripture passage in us as us. But this week, we um, have them in here. And so again, kids, really very um, excited that you're in here with us. And let me speak to the parents kind of uh, in relation to the kids too. Let me sort of ease your your uh, your concern if you have some. Um, if you're kind of worried that your kid's going to be that kid, um, it's okay, all right? It'll probably be my kid who's that kid. And um, But we're glad. I have four young kids myself, and we knew what we were doing when we wanted to have the kids in here. And so if your kid's getting loud or excited, or um, that's okay, all right? Um, just kind of act like they're shouting amen, and that'll be fine. But um, anyway, just again, wanted to say that. And um, two, if you'll go ahead and meet me in John chapter 11, that's where we'll be this morning. Um, if you don't have a Bible with you, if you'll hold your hand up high, somebody will make sure that you have one. Somebody will get you one so you can go through it. And also, if you prefer the Bible in um, Spanish, we have that as well. Si necesitas en español, tenemos. That's as far as I can go. But unlike Jared in the welcome, um, we are very aware of the importance of the Spanish language. And um, he's actually married to Mexican woman as well. So just want to um, point that out. But anyway, if you don't have a Bible, um, keep this one, okay? You do now. This is our gift to you. Okay, we want to make sure everybody has a Bible that you can read and um, um, understand and you can underline stuff and write questions in. So again, um, please do keep that in. You'll notice that we're in John this morning. We've been going through the gospel according to Mark. If you've been coming or you've come before this, you know we've been walking through Mark. And this week, though, we're kind of taking a break from that and we're in John because this week is not just another week. Um, we're taking time to pause and specifically focus in on, as Stephen, our worship leader, has said, uh, a Sunday, an event that shapes all of history. For us personally and for the entire world, um, this isn't just any other day. This isn't just another day out of 365 days of the year. But let me ask you honestly, for you, is Easter just another day? Is this just a day where you get dressed up, and if you're a man, it's like your one chance to wear pink and not get, you know, heckled? And, um, you know, is this just another day for you? Is Easter just another day? Because um, unless what we're going to talk about this morning is real and truly happened, it, it should just be just another day. In fact, elsewhere in Scripture, it says, um, if Jesus didn't really rise from the dead, we should be mocked, we should be pitied. 
So even the fact that we're here gathering together um, is, is kind of a f- foolish thing. If, if, if what we're talking about isn't real, life-shaping truth. And so I'm asking you this morning, who is Jesus and how do you respond to him? Does he, does this day influence every other day for you? Or is it just another day? And I think we all respond with a question. Okay, that's my question to you. Who is Jesus and how do you respond to him? I think our question back, our question to God is, God, are you good and are you great? Okay, statistically, the majority of the people in the world don't ask the question, God, are you there? Right? We're not asking God, do you exist? Like, are you there? Are you real? Most people aren't really asking that question. Most people are asking, God, are you there? In the sense of, do you really care? Are you there? Are you present? Are you near? Does my life have anything to do with you? And if you do care, can you do anything about it? If you do care about my life, can you influence the rest of my life? If Easter is any kind of a big deal, how does that inform every other day? And that's actually the context of what we're going to be looking at. The scripture that we just read in John chapter 11. That's, what we're, that's what's going on in that story. So I'm going to go ahead and pray because I do believe that we're all in that place asking that question of God. And I believe he's going to speak to us through his word as he always does. And that he will, he will show us who he is. That he is indeed both good and great. And that who he is and what he's done informs our entire lives. Okay, so let's pray and then we'll pick up in John chapter 11. Again, uh, Heavenly Father, we come before you. Um, even just having sung some words that um, for some in here are true, and some people were maybe filled with emotion and excitement. Some perhaps were filled with anger of thinking, I don't believe that is true. I don't know if God's good. I don't know if He's great. Perhaps others came with questions and are thinking, I I don't know if, I I just don't know what I believe. But Lord, I, I do pray that You will speak to us through Your Word. I pray that every single individual in here will come Um, asking that question, are you good and are you great? And that we will respond to who you are and what we make of you, whether or not we will follow you, whether or not Easter will have anything to do with October or every other day of our lives. So we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, let me um, read again where we we are this morning, a short passage, um, John chapter 11, verse 25. And Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? Now let's just call it like it is, okay? Let's be real here. This is Sunday, right? This is Easter, and we might hear that, and it kind of rolls off our back, and we're like, yeah, yeah, Jesus is talking about the resurrection, and, um, and then you might be thinking, well, we're jumping into this story kind of halfway through. I don't know the context, but he said this. Well, whatever the context, what Jesus just said here is crazy, right? If somebody came up on the street and said what he just said, if somebody said, um, I'm the resurrection and the life. If anyone believes in me, though he die, he won't die. We'd be like, uh, sorry, I don't have any change and kind of go to the other side of the street. Right? Honestly, we'd be like, what are you talking about? That's crazy. 
And yet we've kind of grown accustomed to relating to Jesus, to relating to Easter as if it's like, yeah, maybe one day out of the year I'll kind of hear these things and maybe Jesus is a good example. You know, he's a good moral teacher. Easter's good to kind of celebrate every once in a while. And then we'll just kind of put things like this up on the shelf and he'll enter into our life and help out when we want or when we need, but he doesn't really inform every other day of our lives. But he doesn't really give us that option. Okay, he says stuff like this. This is crazy. I'm the resurrection and the life. If anyone believes in me, though he'll die, he'll surely live. Either that's crazy and we are foolish for even considering Jesus, even being here, or we can't afford to overlook the implications of what he's saying here. So let me bring us into this story, what's happening here. Some of Jesus' closest friends, his followers, Mary and Martha, and their brother, Lazarus. They're his closest friends, and Jesus is not near them in this moment. He's somewhere else, and Lazarus grows sick. And so Mary and Martha send word to Jesus, and they say, Jesus, come quickly. Lazarus is sick. He's gone ill. You know, your friend, Lazarus, who you love. He's sick, come, come quickly and, 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 you know, heal him, make him all better, like you and me. Kind of when, like, tragedy strikes, they're like, oh yeah, God, um, come, enter into this right now. Help me get over this hump, help me get through this difficult time, and then kind of go back to whatever it is that you do, and we'll go back to our lives. And that's the way they're thinking that Jesus works. They don't get the full implications of who Jesus is and what he's doing and how that informs all of life. And so Jesus, seemingly on purpose, says, "Um, I'm not going to come right now. I'm going to wait. He delays. And what happens? Lazarus dies. He really dies. The life goes out of him. And then Jesus finally shows up. And it seems that he um, came like four days after Lazarus died. So his body's decaying and already starting to smell. So he's, he's dead. And so when Jesus kind of rolls up on the scene, he comes in, and then um, Mary and Martha, the two sisters, say these things. They both kind of come to Jesus, and they say something. Um, We'll have the verses up there. You don't need to turn there with me. But earlier in verse 21, Martha came running up and said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And then in John eleven thirty two, her sister Mary finally comes up to Jesus and says, Jesus, or she came to where he was, she fell at his feet saying to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Essentially what they're saying is, Jesus, are you good and are you great? Jesus, why weren't you here? Why didn't you come? We called for you. Why didn't you come? And then they're even considering, if you had come, could you have really done anything about it? Are you, who are you? How we respond to you, we're not quite sure because we don't really know who you are. And so Jesus answers them as we've read. But let's stop there and enter into this real story with them. They're asking the question, are you good and are you great? Again, if I ask you that question on this day, on Easter, you might be like, yeah, sure, it's Easter. It's bright and sunny with Easter egg hunts. We're eating chocolate and the calories don't count on Easter. And, right? It's all good. We just kind of go on with our day and everything's fine. But Jesus answers them in such a way to point out that who he is and what he's doing isn't just 
a moment-by-moment kind of thing. It speaks into every other day. So his answer to them is much bigger than where they're at right there in the moment. Because again, let's be honest with ourselves. Though we can answer, yeah, God's good, whatever, it's Easter. What about when the clouds come rolling in? What about when the reality of life starts to define us? Not the good, refreshing clouds like the monsoons, you know, not that kind of clouds, but the dark, depressing clouds of life that inevitably come in every other day out of the year. What about that day? Some of us like to be like an ostrich and just kind of have our head in the sand and everything's good and we like to act like that day doesn't exist, but it does, right? In fact, who was it who said, perhaps Benjamin Franklin, most likely, he said almost everything, right? He said, two things in life you can count on. What are they? Death and taxes. Sorry to bring up taxes right now. April 15th is just around the corner. I just got mine done, by the way. So there's time. But the more real, present, looming reality is death. Death. We can get dressed up and act like it's not there on some days, but it is. For some of us, the reality of of physical death is present. I know my family right now, we're walking through this. Someone we love dearly is seemingly in her last days. And that's sad and that's tragic. And we're walking through the reality of death. And some of you, I know probably everyone in here has someone we love that we've either just lost or that we potentially will lose soon. Or for perhaps for some of us, we try to avoid it. We live our entire lives trying to avoid the inevitability of death and, and sorrow. And we try to structure our lives and drive cars and have homes and live in neighborhoods and whatever it might be that try to protect us from these looming realities and yet eventually comes crashing in. If not inevitable physical death, death of dreams, Death of a job, death of relationships, death of health, death of image, death of our looks. I'm reminded of this often when my kids look at our wedding pictures and want to know who the handsome young man is standing with mommy. And I assure them that it's me. And they're like, no, it's not you. You're crazy. It is me. And they, they, they know that mommy looks the same, but I definitely don't. But right, seriously, the reality of death in every capacity defines our lives in some way, whether we recognize it or not. And now I know you might be thinking, man, who brought this guy to the party? Does he know it's Easter? Who brought Debbie Downer? You know, you're you're, you're kind of depressing me on this day. But um, I, I think in order for us to understand the good news, we need to embrace the reality of the bad news. In order for Easter to mean anything to every other day of the year, we need to recognize that it's not always pastels and, you know, sweet foods and fun, sunshiny days. And that's what is happening in this story. When Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life, he's saying, I define All of life, not just this day, not just when your brother has died and you need me to come and help, not just not just certain days. No, who I am and what I'm doing defines your entire life. And I ask you again, who is Jesus and will you follow him? And still we ask, well, I don't know. Is he good? Is he great? Can I trust him? 
Let me tell you on this day, in light of the bad news that we've just kind of unearthed, in light of the reality of every other day that's not Easter, God is good. You need look no further than the cross. If you were here last week, you know that that white sash was replaced with a red sash. And the red sash was to remind us of death, of blood that is necessary, that truly does define our lives. That because we have all individually and corporately turned our backs on God and said, I don't really want to have anything to do with you. We're going to live life on our own. I'm going to live life the way I want to do it. We have inherited and chosen death. Life-defining death. And yet God loves you so much that He entered into our mess. He entered into our filth. He entered into the death that defines our lives ultimately and on a day-to-day basis. And He took it upon Himself. Romans chapter 5 says this, But God demonstrates His own love for us in this, that while we're yet sinners, Christ died for us. While you're an enemy of God, while you're walking away from God, while we're seeking to use God for whatever we want to use Him for, He loved you enough to pursue you, to take the death that defines us on Himself and to die on the cross. And again, that cross was draped in red to remind us of the death that God took upon Himself to show you that He loves you, to show you that He is good. So then we're left to ask, well... A good God who's not great is depressing and frustrating. Okay, God, you're good, but can you do anything about what I'm going through? Yes, God is great. The red sash is now replaced with white. Because again, Easter defines every other day. Even death could not keep Jesus down. He dealt death the ultimate blow and rose victoriously from the dead. We know this, but perhaps, hopefully, the reality of the resurrection and the importance of Jesus answering this question and saying, I am the resurrection and the life. I define all of life because I will conquer death. I will raise from the dead so that though you die, though you go through whatever kind of struggle it is, I love you and I am bigger. And he's calling you to follow him. So that through placing your trust in Jesus, your life can now be defined by the white sash. By the victory over death. So that you and I can join with some others, some people who wrote, some of the authors of scripture, namely the Apostle Paul, who wrote a few passages that I'm going to read. And I'm going to encourage you not to turn along there with me, but to sit there. They'll be up here on the screen and consider these verses and whether or not they define your life. Because as you ask the question, is God good? Is God great? What does it look like for Easter to inform every other day of my life? Hear these passages and consider what it might look like to be defined by the victorious resurrection of Jesus. The first one, he says, I'm just going to read through them. In Romans chapter 8, the author says this, For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. Whatever kind of suffering you've experienced or are going through, hear me, it's real. 
Okay, church is not a place where you come and just kind of wipe it away and be like, oh, everything's good, everything's easy. No, it's where you come and you peel back the curtain and you say, that's right, death is looming, tragedy is looming, it's very real, it's hard, but because of the victorious resurrection of Jesus, because the tomb is empty, whatever I'm going through no longer defines my life. In fact, it's not even worth comparing with the glory that is to come with the hope I have in the resurrection of Jesus. And then we can continue and ask this question, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? You and I are invited to enter into that and say, Yeah, okay, God loves me. You say that. You say from up high. You say from the pulpit, Jesus loves you. Well, what does that mean? What can separate me? And we're asking, what about October 15th? What about January? What about the days that aren't the few days a year that we come to church? What about that day? Will anything separate us from the love of Christ? And you and I are invited to respond to that question with the resounding no. Even with tears streaming down our face, even in the worst kind of struggle, we can say, no, nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. Because he has risen from the dead. We can join with the author in saying this next and last passage I'll read. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure, and this is implied in there, because of Jesus' life, death, and resurrection, we can say these things. The author says, I am sure that neither death nor life nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of Christ that is in Jesus our Lord. When asked the question, Jesus, are you good? Jesus, are you great? He answered by saying, yes. I am good and I am great. I am the resurrection. I am the life. Who Jesus is and what he's done defines every single day of your life. And now let me ask you as we close right now, how do you respond to Jesus? What what would it look like to have every single day of your life informed by the, the death and resurrection of Jesus? What would it look like to have the confidence and the peace, to have the humility and the boldness, to have the hope that whatever we're going through, whatever we might go through, whatever you might experience is not defined. Though it's real, it is ultimately defined by the victory of Jesus. How will you respond to Him? He's calling you to follow Him, not just on Easter, but for every day. How do you respond to Jesus? Is he good? Is he great? Yes. God is good. God is great. He loves you. He's calling you to follow him. And we can respond in gladness and in faith in all of life because Jesus is alive. Let's pray. Jesus, you are alive. Lord, right now there is both the reality of heartache and hurt and sorrow and tragedy. 
The reality of Good Friday is only a couple days away. The reality of whatever's going to come tomorrow is right there. Loved ones potentially lying on their deathbeds. Broken relationships, broken identity, broken self-image, whatever it might be. God, we want to be honest here. If not for you, those things can overwhelm us. Those things really do define us. But God, but Jesus is alive. And so that you said, I am the resurrection and the life. Though you die, you will live. And you called us to consider, do you believe in these things? And I know that that is not just an intellectual assent. You're not just saying, do you intellectually believe these things? But do you believe to the point of faith? Do you believe to the point where every other day is defined by the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus? Lord, I pray now that we will all respond in faith. I pray that we will respond in singing and rejoicing. Lord, some who are here perhaps for the first time who came and wondered, who is God and what does he have to do with my life? Or perhaps today is a day where they answer that. In response to you, Lord Jesus, they say, I surrender all. I give my life to you. Lord, we thank you for the hope we have in the fact, in the truth, the historical event that you rose from the dead and you indeed are alive. We pray, Lord Jesus, in your perfect and holy name. Amen.